here tonight what's going on Sue her family her family I've been uh, gearing up to play music again we played last weekend uh, 
for uh, our first rehearsal for my little band that I have. It was super fun. Uh, only a couple people showed up because our keyboard player was sick. He was actually in a hospital. And then the, the new guitar player that we have, uh, Hayden, he was uh, he was sick as well. So it was going around, you know, so. But it was super fun. So greetings, everyone. Greetings. Greetings. But yeah, playing music's always fun. Being on stage is fun. And get into some news. I heard that Jack White got married up on stage this week. That's a fucking amazing. I put, uh, personally proposed to my chick up on the stage of the whiskey. Uh, and that, that was fun. I didn't get married on stage, so... Jack White always one up in everybody, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> he's one hell of a hell of a musician, and you know, one day we'll see if I meet him, see if he's a hell of a guy. But he seems like it. But congratulations to him to get married, you know, his new album, and uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. This is, can you guys guess what this is? This is some pretty cool shit. I'm so excited about this when I heard that this came out. This band is called Sun Signature, I think. Sun Signatures. And uh, the uh, lead singer is the lead singer of the Cocktail Twins. And as you guys know, that's like my favorite, one of my favorite bands, so, yes. This is the first track that she's uh, put out, Elizabeth Fraser, for uh, the last 13 years. It's awesome. It's awesome. I'm such a, a huge Cocktail Twins fan. Julia says she's seen Paul Weller in two weeks. That's cool. That's cool. Personally, I know there's a big festival going around here that was interesting, like a whole bunch of, you know, there's, it, music's kind of it's getting back and it's surreal because, uh, you know, how we were living with the, uh, with the whole pandemic, you know, and, and seeing like Jack White's tour just kicking off and like I said, him getting married up on stage and, and, uh, everyone just having a good time and life's back to normal him having a new album out uh it's just it's cool it's cool seeing that life is getting back to normal you know it uh i think i have some ptsd from uh from all that i feel like i i don't even want to get back into it right now but it was refreshing to play with my friends you know for the three hours that we did but next weekend three hours again and everybody's healthy and, uh, heck yeah. <clears throat> yes, totally sounds like Cocktail Twins. I totally agree. Because it is. Because it is. It's the closest you're going to get to the Cocktail Twins right there. You know, I love it. I love it. So good. Uh, you know, right when I start thinking about music like this, this is me personally, I'm like, it starts to bother me like I'm bored with it. You know all of a sudden all this new music comes out and it starts blowing me away 
and that's when uh, I'm stoked, you know, like straight up, I'm stoked. I shouldn't drink this tea. What's going on, everybody? What's going on? Give me two seconds to look at my cat. I was saying before, right when I'm getting, you know, sick of music and I think that there's nothing new and all of a sudden, boom, you get, you get all of this great new music, like new Cocktail Twins, you get new Jack White, there's new Interpol, new Red Hot Chili Peppers, the Linda Lindas, we're gonna listen to all, Bright Eyes, we're gonna listen to all kinds of new shit tonight for at least the next 50 minutes. Let's talk about music, let's talk about life. My cat just burst in the goddamn door. The other one, I gotta close the Alright, let's get into this. Now the show's really started. When cat number two is kicked in the door, you know it's on. Right? Cats, politics, late at night, pissing off my neighbors. This is what it's all about. E.T. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. Hi, Julia. Jack White, I like this, this question. What happens to Jordan Day? Also, a cat is adorable. Well, if you guys want to get into into politics and you want to get into the way the world works is uh, I love Jordan Day's music. I think he's amazing. But I think sometimes when people have certain goals as to troll other people, especially when they start to troll people that own such record labels, it's not the smartest idea. And just for future, if I, if Jordan ever gets picked up again, the smartest thing to do is to not troll or, I mean, you don't have to kiss people's ass, believe me, but when people give, when, when Jordan gives people, when you're given opportunity, when you bite the hand that feeds you, there's consequences to that, and that's a fast lesson to life. Personally, I don't have time to deal with, you know, I love the comments, I love the interactions, but sometimes I can see what sides you guys are on just by the way that you're wording things and the way that you stand up for certain things. And if those things don't go with my agenda, and I'm not trying to be a dick, but if I feel that there's a part of any form of the idealist of Trumpism or Nazism for real, I don't want to fucking deal with it. And 
me being the owner of such record labels, I decide who is on my record label. And if I feel that someone resent, you know, represents Trump, Nazism, side of fucking something that I'm not about, it doesn't fit on my record label. That's just the bottom line. And so I wish all the the luck in the world to Jordan Day and I hope he um, has a great life. And that's all I can say about that comment. Here, close the door. <clears throat> my cats, my cats, my cats don't bite the hand. They don't bite my hand. Why? Because I feed them. They keep opening up the fucking door, though, I'll tell you that. Huh. <laughs> These cats. I love them. So, you know, that's the thing about owning the record label. Uh, someone like Jello Biafra, he owns alternative tentacles. And, um, you know, I think musicians got to have the similar frame of mind to represent certain record labels. You know, like Tupac represented, what, Death Row at the time? You know, if Tupac represented... Uh, time bomb records, it wouldn't make sense, you know, so, that's that, but anyways, politics, all these things, they're designed to tear us apart, and sometimes it works, what can I say, you know, and I gotta close the door one more time, these cats are killing me. songs I've never heard, so I'm doing this on purpose, so I can give you my honest feedback, I think Interpol is amazing, of course, uh, Julia says he was wearing an amazing outfit when he talked about the Grammys, hello, uh, Biafra, yeah, Jello Biafra's, he's the OG, come on, I, I told you, I, I was lucky enough to meet him one time at, um, at, uh, at, like, Mother's Market, and, uh, and, uh, let's get out of that, I got to meet him in Mother's Market in Costa Mesa, and he was super nice, and he's just revolutionary, you know, and, that's what made me think of it. Honestly, if you guys want to know, um, I thought, would, would Jello really want, you know, Trump supporting people on his, his, his record label? And no, he wouldn't, you know, but, and, and that's just how the world is at this point. It sucks. It's got to be like that, but it just does. There's no in between anymore. There used to be, there's just not anymore. And it sucks. And that's why everyone's getting busted on that, that, that other side. 
episode. Yes. Yes. And I know there's probably hatred for me. I'm sorry about that, everybody. I'm not perfect. Maybe one day I'll look back and say, oh, that was a bad decision. I shouldn't have gotten rid of, you know, so-and-so. But I'll tell you that uh, just where I'm at in my life, I don't have time. Like, my life is so fast, especially with my band getting back together. I don't have time to argue with you. I don't have time to fix your fucking problems. Uh, Of course, if people need real help, I'm here. You know, if you're really sad and you're really bummed and you want to talk, you can DM me whatever you want. But if you just want to argue and pester me, I'll just block you. That's just the honest truth because I don't have time for it. My life is going by too fast and I think everybody else is and there's war in the world and the last thing I need to worry about is someone just in my ear trying to bite my fucking, you know. And I'm sure there's there's better ways to respond to that but dude this is my favorite player right here right <laughs> this is fucking Ryu this is my favorite street fighter right here Ryu and I think Jello Biafra is kind of like Ryu just knocking out Nazis left and right you know so anyways you're the best photographer in the world, uh, Julia. So, yeah, Jello definitely gives me inspiration. You know, he's still rocking, he's still playing with people, and that's fucking the best. You know? That was the Linda Lindas. Those chicks, those are like young, those young, young girls. They're like punk rockers. They're really good. So anyways, yeah, I don't really have a format anymore for the show. It's just free for all. Uh, Whatever you guys want to talk about, we can talk about. I got about 30 more minutes and and, uh, I'm going to bounce. I think I'll annoy my neighbors enough. I'm I'm halfway through Thrawn Ascension, uh, book two, Greater Good. I'm about to hit up Dooku. I'm on the Star Wars kick. Oh, yeah. Dead Kennedys. Come on, man. But, okay. Uh, Orange County, there was a... There was a... A... A, um, a tagging crew called DK Disorganized Chaos. I started it. I've talked about it before. But and my friend Mike Otto, if he ever comes on here, he knows we started it. But it was really just a tribute to Dead Kennedys because they were in <clears throat> San Francisco and we were on the other side of, of Orange County. And we just wanted to, to you know, kind of start like a, a chakra revolution all the way through uh, California and draw attention to, you know, someone that should, should have been, you know, the mayor of San Francisco at one point because he was running and they uh, took him out because I think he they said it wasn't his real name but it, it really was because he changed it but yeah he's a legend punk rock legend people talk about punk rock all the time in Orange County but you know rarely you know prime example uh, when I met Jello in, in uh, Orange County I saw a punk rocker walk right past him and and, and just didn't even notice him because he 
you know, when he's not in character, he looks normal. And when I saw him, I was just like, fuck, I knew instantly. And I was, I was starstruck, like straight up starstruck, because it's Jello, you know? People's legend, definitely. He's one of the people that I thought would have been taken out, right? You know? But I don't think they let him get enough power. So that's really it. When they keep you down. But I heard crazy stuff like they kicked in his, his um, you know, because he had the album for Franken Christ. I, like, I'm such a nerd, I know this. Uh, the album for Franken Christ had, like, dollar bills uh, and Jesus was, like, crucified on it. And the, the, the government came in and, and just seized his house. And I think it was H.R. Uh, Geiger or something, maybe, artist that did it, but... You know? Oh, what's up, Peter? UFOs over San Diego's real or hoax? Definitely real. Are you kidding? That's a great topic. Definitely real. I think with everything that we now know, you know, especially with, like, Jeremy Corbell, you know, releasing so much, uh, you know, these documentaries that he's put out. I've been watching his uh, website. It's excellent information about, you know, UFO information. It's just all here. Everything that we think is like fake that they've been telling us is fake. Well, now they're telling us it's all real because they know it's real and we know it's real. And now that we have these fancy little phones that I'm talking to you on, there's no way that like we're not going to be able to catch these things doing turns at like, you know, speeds that we just aren't capable of doing right now. And that's where, you know... We, we, the, the technology we now have is getting to the point where we're probably going to be able to see things up on the moon, you know, and uh, they just know the government's just prepared. I guarantee they had a central meeting about it, like at the Bilderberg convention, you know, and they all sat around and said, okay, is this the year that we have uh, the real disclosure before it's too late? Because the you know, this is the deal. If they were to tell us after the fact, like if it would have all really leaked out, because it, it pretty much did, it did leak out. Those videos leaked. And once it leaked, then they just had to be like, oh yeah, there's there's aliens. <laughs> well, no shit, because we saw, your, we saw proof. And once we have proof, there's no, you know, they can keep saying no, 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 no. But when it's Navy videos, when it's, when it's, you know, F whatever they were, 18s or 16s, whatever, I think they were F-18s, whatever they were that have those videos of those, those crafts, that's just, that's the, that's the, the flashpoint. You can't deny it. And everybody knew it. So I guarantee you once those videos were leaked, that's when they had to decide, okay, we gotta, we gotta let people know because the more we lie, the more they're going to people are going to rebel and they're already rebelling as it is so you know it's uh it had a geiger style art that was semi-pornographic and they changed it as or they charged it as obscenity that's it that's it that's totally it yeah joe is a fucking hero you know jello and aliens man jello and aliens i personally Okay, this is what I saw when I was a kid, and I was over by a church with my friend Scott. Scott McDermott, I'll even say his name. What's up, Scott McDermott? 
we were like in the fifth grade and we were just doing kid shit. We were on our bikes and we went to this church and it was late at night and uh, we sat down and we were just like hanging out and all of a sudden we see this thing just shoot up into the air and then, you know, <clears throat> it stopped and then it blew up and it shot out again and took off. And like we got so freaked out that like we, we told our parents, like we ran home and told our parents. And then I think like Scott's parents called like, uh, cause I think Scott's dad was in, you know, whatever he was about. He, he called the, the, either the news or he called the, the air base around here and said, Hey, we, we saw this, this, uh, you know, air, Edwards Air Force Base. We, we saw this, this thing and they said, Oh, we were actually launching a, uh, uh, second stage rocket but it was something I'd never seen before but once again I saw that Tesla um, Tesla shot some crazy shit out like Elon Musk shot some shit out like two three years ago and I was like I'd never seen that before either and I thought it was definitely aliens and I thought they were here like I swear to god like a part of me is like fuck they're here what is that thing and are they gonna be hundreds of these things and it just looked like, you know, just a big orb of something, you know, it was crazy. It scared the shit out of me, but it was really, I think, just the Tesla car launching into space. That's really what it was, you know? So I definitely believe in aliens. Anyone that doesn't is crazy by this point. They're, to think that there's not species like us somewhere else, more jello offers around the world that have just evolved past where we're at, you know? That's it. I think aliens are just future us's. That's it. And I think that we're more connected to them than than we really think. Like, um, you know how we we depend on carbon monoxide and all that stuff to breathe. I think it's the same thing. There's a symbiosis between us and them. And even though they're they're quiet to I guess us or I don't know, what, what's the real deal, you know, the, the real thing that I've learned is that there was supposedly a treaty with, um, like, Roosevelt in the 40s or the 50s, and, and we have a, a treaty with them that they're not supposed to hurt us, but, you know, this is what I've heard, so, call me crazy, call me whatever, I kind of believe it, because his granddaughter's still alive, and she says it's real, and she's not a nut job. Uh, it's just a different way of thinking. And I don't think people have really thought like that before. And I think that's why Star Wars is so popular. I think that's why Star Trek is so po uh, popular. Aliens is popular. All these things that make us think outside of the box. The sci-fi. The sci-fi is just us trying to wrap our heads around. Oh shit, we're not alone. <laughs> oh shit, what do we do? We're not alone. That's just the real deal. You know, so, hence me with E.T., right? Ever since I saw E.T., I knew when I was eight years old, you know, you know. I think I remember hearing about something like that before, yeah. It's a trip. It's definitely a trip. Everything you hear before, like, especially you want to get into the, the details, like, the, the stuff like Bob Lazar, and, and Jeremy Corbell talks about this a lot, but, but Bob Lazar, 
he uh, he's the dude that was blowing the whistle way back in the day, and he was just like, hey, there's this Element 115, and, and this is what they make the spacecraft of, and it's a, it's a malleable uh, element that is like kind of like a radiated metal that you can just drop and you've seen it in all those alien shows where they just they talk about it you know where where the sheriff or whatever they, they had the, the the metallic you know uh tin tin structure that would just drop and would form into your hand or form into whatever it was and it was something that we'd never seen well it was obviously real you know that that stuff's all real and so uh bob uh bob lazar was talking about that in the 80s he was like, hey, I went to, um, <clears throat> he didn't say he went to uh, Area 51, but he was like, I went to uh, like S5, which was another sub, sub part of Area 51. And he's like, yeah, we all were trying to reverse engineer this aircraft. And, and he's all, this is the element. And so then now you flash to 2000, probably 14 or 15 maybe and they're like oh yeah element 115 they just sneak it on the elemental you know uh elemental chart they're just like here we go this is a new element that's on the elemental the periodic chart and oh what this is the shit that bob lazar was talking about that's where time tells you the truth this isn't lies anymore that like and that's what starts to, to change my way of thinking you know like before i was like oh fuck yeah there's all these devil's advocates where you're like, you know, uh, this could be this, this could be, you no. Know, all those things have now, those blockages that were in my mind have now been raised where I'm like, oh, like the dude fire in the sky, this shit blew me away. The whole, the whole fire in the sky where uh, that book was popular because like group of like six or seven friends went out into the, to the woods and uh, they see the spaceship, one guy gets out and boom. He is just like, as soon as he sees a spaceship, they see a spaceship, he's just, boom, he's teleported up, and, and then the, the, the friends run away, and tell the girlfriend, like, their boyfriend's gone, then they finally tell the cops, and the cops all interv interview them, and uh, it's just crazy, you know, uh, and then basically what happens is, it, it's five days goes by or something like that and and the cops are just like dude you killed your friend you guys killed your friend and and finally this dude just shows up like shows up on a highway you know and he i don't know if he's naked or not but he just calls up like his friends and he's like dude like or his mom he's like come pick me up and they didn't know he didn't know where he was he just remembers being hit by that beam and uh and, and it wasn't a scam and, and all of these people are still like they're all alive and now, since the government's released all of this this information, it clearly shows that these people were telling the truth while we all ridiculed them and, and didn't believe anything. But that's the thing, when you're looking at humans, you can, you can tell when they're telling the truth. And I think all of us knew that they were definitely not lying because whatever they were feeling was really true, you know? And that's where breaking these, these barriers that the these these governmental you know devices have tried to to put on your mind is uh really uh you know can you be teleported here and play music over here well that would be fun definitely definitely because I, I don't want to be in planes planes scare me but i think they're a lot safer now you know i did watch the the, the documentary about um 
the uh, those Boeing seven thirty seven Maxes, and that was scary. After after I could segue, right? REM, everybody hurts. <laughs> that was a really sad documentary. Believe me, uh, two planes went down because uh, Boeing was just too cheap to like. Uh, McDonnell Douglas bought them out and once they did that then they just everything changed and then they were responsible for people dying two planes went down and I was like I don't ever want to fly again <laughs> once that happened I was like I'll wait for the teleporter for real but I would love to, to get over there it would be fun to, to go to Europe I've never been and I definitely want to go Alternatively, Jesus was an alien theory. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard a. I've heard, and, and yes, I think Jordan's a great person, but I, I can't get into that whole thing again because it's just reliving the past. And like I said, the smartest thing that he should do is start his own record label. It's not that hard, okay? It's not that hard. I'll give I'll give Jordan a quick tip. All fucking a record label is is some bullshit making a name up, calling it Jordan Day's record label, and then go to cdbaby.com, all right? If you really want to know this is being a record label, boom, right there. Upload your shit, cost some money. I'm sure he's got enough money to throw it on there. I think he's a great person, I do. But like I said, at the point where I'm at in my life, I don't have time to argue with people all the time. It's not conducive to my environment. I have more elements in my life where people are pulling and pushing and taking all the time. And when you start to add up these things, you catch somebody on the wrong day. It's just life. They make decisions. Boom. That's how it is. So that's how you make your own record label. And things happen for a reason. I got fired from my first job. I used to make sandwiches. Okay, I got fired when I was 19. Why? Because I wasn't supposed to fucking be there. And that's how life is. And if I didn't, I would have been 40-some years old working at a sandwich shop saying fucking onions on that, sir. Onions on that, sir. <laughs> so everything happens for a reason. And uh, as the Jesus thing, uh, I heard that, yes, the... Uh, concept of 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 um what was it something like you know the 13 apostles or whatever being around him and then him like unveiling you know he was part of something else and you know the bible and all that um <clears throat> that's a whole different thing i'm sure there's tons of just you know, once you watch Ancient Aliens, of course, they all talk about how these different signs, you know, are actual proof of intelligent species coming and talking with us. And I think that's what a lot of religion is trying to explain, you know, that we're not alone and 
they want to call it God, but it could be mistaken for just, you know, my friend Charles. Here, this is it. This is Charles. He's like, how do you explain, and I've said this before on the show, how do you explain, how do I inter- how do I introduce myself to an ant? Okay, or a colony of ants. How do I do that? How do I, how do I walk up to a colony of ants and, and introduce them? And, and as soon as he said that, I was like, I, I, it took me like a week, you know, it took me like a week. And finally I, I saw him and I said, the only way that I could really make an effect on those ants is probably by stepping on them. And I know that's horrible to say, but they would know that I was there once I stepped on them or burn them or did something that would leave some kind of, but other than that, how would I communicate to these ants? So when you put yourself in that ant perspective, you see what I'm saying? What if what if something needs to step on us to show us how to live? That's kind of scary. So hopefully we won't be stepped on anytime soon. So there's a song called uh Jesus was way cool, guys. I don't know if you guys know that. Since we're talking about it, I don't know if I can pull it up. It's by one of my favorite bands in the world. Um, yeah, I got it. Let's see if we can. I don't really want to interrupt Nina Simone. That's really hard to do. I shouldn't do that. But we're talking about Jesus, so let's do it. Okay. This is Jesus was way cool. If you guys aren't familiar with King Missile, do yourself a favor. Buy yourself all their albums. They're just they're amazing. I don't know why they're not in the rock and rock and roll thing. Someone outside the gallery 
you'll all go up to hell. He was shouting over. That's scary. That's scary. Yeah, there's some crazy people in the world. I've been watching some documentaries and, you know, when you're in your own little private bubble, it's hard to, uh, but now that we have these devices, it's, it's easier to, to see what's going on, you know? Oh, shit. I just lit this up. Look at me, lighting things up. So aliens, Jello Biafra, Jack White's wedding. That's pretty rad, you know. Getting married—that's a smart thing to do. Not smart, but just like you gotta, you gotta, gotta trust people if you're gonna do that shit. You know, you can't really trust them. That's it's hard. It's hard. Something is just playing by itself. And I think it's amazing, whatever it is. Don't you love when that happens? Like, what is this? Oh, it's the China boy. Bone China. It was stupid to make a boy out of bone China. Drink his blood and you'll go to heaven. He's not going to be getting any sports. One wild pitch and his head is going to break off, probably. So he's a gentle, good boy who stays inside a lot and he hates school. Well, other kids are always trying to break yeah, what else bad. we got? It's very bad for the Bone China boy. He's doing an album signing at Rough Trade. He's uh, London, Jack White. Oh, God, Julia. Oh, see that one? Okay, so I told Julia uh, the last time I was like, go to go to that that place. And he did, a, he did a show there. And it was like a free show. So you should go. You should go. He's the best. I'm telling you. He always does something special. He's like a bone china boy. Oh, we can talk about this. Pink Floyd got back together for, uh, well, David Gilmore's interpretation of Pink Floyd got back together because of the war, which is just crazy. I see a Portis Head got back together because of the war. You know, those are like two of my favorite bands, Portis Head, Pink Floyd. Come on, guys. King Missile, Jello Biafra, Bone China Boy. Bone China Boy. Okay, should we talk? Here's the elephant in the room. Here's the elephant in the room. Here's the elephant in the room. What do you guys think of the new Chili Peppers album? That's gotta go. I'm, that, see, I'm doing this. I can't do it already. Compared to something like this. You ready for this? This is fucking chili peppers. <laughs>
right, Brian? Did you give it a chance? I, I, I don't know. Like, I gotta listen to it more, but, uh, you know, this to me is, this is, this is, is it any good? I like, I like three songs so far. Uh, I've just gotten critical of my life, and uh, I gotta give it a, a more honest, you know, but like, I tried that right there, the one-way traffic, uh, that I got 45 seconds and I had to go, and that's not helping my musical career if I want to go anywhere in life, but I'm just being real with you, uh, there's so much new music that came out this week, I, I played you guys, new Sun Signature, new Jack White, new Interpol, uh, the Linda Lindas, two tracks from Bright Eyes, a Buddy Holly track, and now Fushante running away with you, running away into you, right? And of the one, of all of that, I had to skip the one-way traffic. There is a really, there is a song that I like at the very end, and of course they're single, but you know. But we've talked about this before, is it that when you get older, it's just harder for you to you know, like certain things, but I liked all that. I liked the golden air. I liked the sh uh, shredding my ballet by Jack. I liked Tony, uh, you know, so it's tough, guys. It's tough. I don't think so. I just think that as you get older, you just get more critical, you know, and um, it's there's never going to be another, you know, blood sugar sets magic. There, there's just not. That's not going to happen, you know, so... But I always told my friends that I, I would listen to, to the Peppers once uh, Bouchante got back, and so they have a great tour. I think they have like Thunder Bitch and somebody opening Nas. So they're they're always really great. But I'm at the point where I'm uber critical in my life. But you know, I'm sure they'll. They, you know what they they have the great ability to do, right? Is they, they start out with these songs, and this is what I've always liked the Chili Peppers. They'll write an album, and it's like they have a shell of these songs. And then by the time you see them, like by the time they come to your town, and you see them all live. It's just taken on a whole different meaning, you know. And they play the shit out of them, and I think that's really with any artist. And that's why it's kind of cool to see them on tours during that certain time of the. Uh, you know, like I saw Bright Eyes for a lot of tours, but the one tour that, that sticks in my head is like the Casadega tour, because it was just so, um, it was just a, it was, I don't know, maybe it was a time in my life that was tragic that I needed something to hold on to, you know, and, and I, I think that was it. It was a turning point in my life where I'm like, things are changing, and, you know, and there was this, this really heavy album with like all these instrumentalists and and then Connor Overs just really like deep lyrics fucked me up and then seeing it live and and then him being in these white suits and just like being the total opposite of what you would think the show would be it was great so music changes it really does it definitely pulls me through guys so Jello Biafra Aliens hanging out with you guys at fucking you know I don't know what time it is in London and Berlin or wherever, but here it's 12.50, 
so I'm gonna have to turn my radio down pretty soon because I know the cops are gonna be coming. But if you guys want to talk, I got about three, four more minutes, and then I gotta wrap it up. What else? What else? Give it to me. And I appreciate everyone, every seven people. I see you guys. I see every seven. ET sees you and I see you. I see your likes. I see your stories. I see your lives. And that's what's kind of cool, right? It's trippy that we get to know each other, even though we're on different continents and some people are on Long Beach, some people are in, you know, London. Some people, who knows? Where are you at, Cuddle Warren? Where are you at? Where are you at tonight in the world on this magical globe? Okay, what do we end this 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 show with? Something I've already. Well, since I interrupted. You're in the hospital. Good God! See, my my guitar player or my my keyboard player was in the hospital last week. Why are you in the hospital? Let's get into this for the last eight minutes of this. What have you been doing? How are you feeling? Give it to me. Let's talk about this. I have a song about being in the hospital. Sometimes you just need a friend to listen to you in the fucking hospital and I'm that friend right now what's going on you got seven friends wanting you to get the hell out of the hospital kidney problems it's been rough fuck that scares me so since this is real I uh am this perfect for this song uh, when I was really depressed one time, I like pounded a Robitussin. Don't ever do this, kids. I pounded a Robitussin, and I remember like I went to the to the tub and just like grabbed my kidney and grab like I could feel it, like I could, feel, and it just like I thought I was gonna die. I thought I was gonna die, but. Yeah, we're all sending love, dude. Sending love. I always feel that it's gonna catch up to me one day. It's just that one really bad, you know, when you just, you know, sometimes you abuse your body, like, you know, but I'm sure you didn't. But me, I have, you know, and I have consequences, believe me. I was sick before I started this, and I didn't want to do the show. That's why it's so late, because I really, I. I had some really crazy stomach problems. I thought I was gonna have like one of these seizures, yada, yada, yada. Uh, we're all with you. It's so hard to fucking stay alive. Look, look at everyone that's just, you know, but we want you to stay alive. You got fucking seven friends right here that give a shit. And E.T. and my two cats, we all give a shit. So 
you know, push on through, fucking make that kidney, make your kidneys fucking strive. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. But we're all here with you. And sometimes, uh, when you know you got people to love you, that's all that fucking matters. It's really sometimes up here and you just gotta break through it. When I was in the hospital, I was all fucked up. I was going through a divorce. My life was all in shambles. I ate some bad shit. Partied all night, did something, didn't know I was there. And then I didn't have anyone I could talk to because I was in some crazy unit. And then I started getting texts from my friend Julian. And uh, he was telling me these jokes about lesbians. But I can't, like, and this is the song, too. Like, like I wrote a song about it because it's such a real experience. I thought I was going to die. I was in the hospital. My friend Julian was telling me fucking stories about lesbians. He's like, and, and Julian was gay. So, you know, he was just making me laugh. And, and he was making me forget about the, the pain that I was going through. And at that point, I was like, there was one motherfucker that cared, you know. So, I care about you. I care about, uh, you know... Jordan a day, pale freckled Moonberry, I care about you guys. Even though we argue and we fight, you know, we want everyone to live and do the best we can. You know, and Julian's little text and his little his little uh joke made me want to strive and then all of a sudden I was like, fuck dude, I gotta get out of here. And then I literally just started doing some weird yoga and, and weird praying and trying to connect to the universe and try to fucking get out of there. And then it was just that one person. I was like, dude, you know? And then I got better. And then ironically, Julian passed away. But um, that was just a whole different thing, you know? So that's why I wrote the song, Julian Loves Gems. But there's also a song by Connor Obers called I Don't Want to Die in a Hospital. So, that always, like, I know that's fucking morbid as shit to say, but I'm being real with you guys. Like, I always, that's one of my mantras. I have a mantra in my head when, like, when I feel that, like, I'm closing in on death. I, you know, I think of that song, and we'll probably close, like, what, if I can find it. advice, start your own record label, 
I really didn't have time for it in the first place. I'm gonna be honest, that's the real deal. So, I did a while ago, but life just starts to, you know, and, and this is another thing for me to pay real attention to things. It's, it's hard to, you know, and then I feel like I'm robbing the artist. If I can't give you the full, you know, shit that you deserve, you gotta do it yourself. And, and that's what I did. I've done it all myself. And believe me, if I can do it, you can do it too. So, you guys stay alive. Fucking. We got another what? We got another 50 years to go, right? 50 years to go? Let's do 50 more. That's how I see it. 50 more years. I'll race you guys for 50. Let's see what this podcast will look like in 50 years. I'll give you uh, whoever makes it to 50, the first one, or how does I What are we going to do? I'll give every one of you a record that I have and, and this, figure it out somehow. Add the trails, everyone. It's coming to the end. It's coming to the end come to the end. I love you all. Many blessings. Stay alive. I don't want to die in this hospital. You got to take me back outside. And you're not going to, by the way. You're not going to. We're with you. We're with you.